0: Italian Wine Podcast. CIN CIN with Italian Wine People. So we are here at Pio Cesare Winery uh, with Cesare. Benvenuto. Cesare, what does that mean, benvenuto in Italian? Uh
1: simply means welcome, so I ought to be welcome in this uh, this interview.
0: That's fantastic. Thank you for having us today. This is Italian wine podcast on the road edition. We're very excited to be here today. We'll be talking to Cesare as well as Federica. Um, So Cesare, tell us, it's been a long time since I've seen you. I usually used to see you at airport lounges, right? Like most of us like, you know, flying all over the place. And I saw you in Russia. I saw you, I think, in New York, all the time. And it's been a very long time. How long have, has it been since last time you took an aer- airplane? It
1: was February 2020 just uh, uh, right before uh, the the pandemic started, and I was uh, in the U.S and a little bit in the Caribbean, not for fun.
0: What were you doing in the Caribbean?
1: Ah, we were presenting with a couple of distributors uh, for a couple of dinners our wines and the new release of our Barolo. That's funny, but very interesting. Yes. Let's say.
0: Yeah, you'll have to tell me about that another time. Yes. Listen, Cezara, so Pio Cezara, of course, there's this huge uh, celebration going on, the 140th anniversary. Would you like to tell our audience what are kind of the most must-known facts about the winery and the history of Pio well,
1: You already anticipated what I was trying to say. So it's 140th anniversary. It's a very... Big target that we have been able to achieve through five generation. Uh, so I can say that uh, Pio Cesare was the name of, our, of the founder, so our great great grandfather, who founded the winery in uh, uh, 1881. So and un- exactly 140 years ago, and uh, he was uh, a local businessman. That he was uh, involved in different kind of business, and he started to make wines for uh, his friends as a uh, as a sort of a, mm, something casual and something very easy. And then this uh, uh, business of wine for him started to be his main business. And uh, from where we are recording, he started to make the first bottles of Barolo and Barbaresco back 240 years ago. Yes, and he was uh, a very smart man because... uh, uh, you said, you mentioned before, that we, we met in the different airports all, all around the world. He, use, he didn't used to fly, but he was the owner of the passport number 55 of the Italian Republic. Oh my
0: goodness, that's crazy. Yes, he what, was... What was his
1: name? C- Cesare.
0: His p- name was
1: Cesare. Cesare. Pio. Cesare Pio. So, but a long time ago, they they used to introduce themselves, first the family name, than the first name, so Pio Cesare, was Cesare Pio. And he was one of the first to say, to understand and to uh, to look, also not only in Italy, but also outside of Italy. We have a few diplomas, few awards, of the early 1900s or late 1800s, uh, of some tasting and some uh, degustation that uh, Pio Cesare, uh, attended in Brussels and all around Europe. And going to Brussels by that time was already a, a big trip. So no planes, but trains or other way to, to transport themselves. So it was uh, really used to make what we are doing now.
0: So, um, said, what do you do? What is your role in the wine industry?
1: I have no idea.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's 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 a joke. But uh, at in a family company, a family uh, winery, everybody has to make everything. So, so my business card have just my name, no title, because uh, we have to take care of uh, all the different aspects of the of the of our business. So, starting from making the wine, uh, selling the wine. Administration, so uh, receiving people, uh, and everything. So traveling. So it's a, uh, it's really we are very fortunate because we are part of uh, uh, a fantastic world, and uh, we have been uh, very fortunate uh, fortunate as well because uh, we received uh, a big heritage from uh, our ancestors, and uh, we try to keep uh, uh, the philosophy and the style of Pio Cesare after five generations, and we hope for the next five generations as well.
0: So when you say philosophy and style, what, what do you mean by that? Can you do a little bit of a clarification?
1: Absolute, absolutely, because one of our most important say is that Pio Cesare is a traditional winery with a very careful eye on, on the innovation, so we are saving all the characteristic and the, the and the character of all our wines, because Nebbiolo and Barbera in particular uh, needs a big respect from us. But also we are also having a very important and careful eye on the innovation. So if this, this means that we are not making the wine with uh, the, the the style of long time ago, but with the same style of long time ago, but with modern technique as well.
0: So, um, how many uh, labels are there in, how many labels in the, for the POC are there?
1: We make 18 labels. 1-8.
0: One 1-8,
1: eight. One eight, 18, uh, which looks like a big number. Yes. It is a big number, it, by the way. I,
0: I believe it's a
1: big number. It's a big number, for sure, but uh, our production is intentionally limited to 400,000 uh, bottles a year, roughly. Together, eighteen. All together, we make uh, the most important labels for our, our Barolo, Barbaresco and Barbera, which are covering the 70% of our production. And then we also make uh, labels with a very, very tiny production. So we have been uh, on the market since three years with, uh, let's say, our new Sauvignon Blanc, and we make 3,000 bottles, 4,000 bottles. So it's a new label, but very limited. So? You
0: drink all of it at home. Three thousand.
1: Right? Yes, o- on the f- on the first quarter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what is um, would you say the signature wine for the family?
1: I have only one uh, answer: Barolo. Barolo Pio this year is called Barolo Pio because uh, is the Barolo of the Pio uh, family that has always had the same concept, and the concept is that. Uh, Our family has always uh, had the philosophy of blending different vineyards within the most important uh, villages of the Barolo region.
0: Okay, so tell us a little bit more about the vineyards.
1: Vineyards, we own 75 hectares of vineyards, which is quite uh, an important quantity of vineyards, considering the fact that uh, our region is very, very limited. We started to acquire started to acquire vineyards in 1972 with the with the, the estate, which is one of uh, still one of the two most important estates of uh, our family, called Il Bricco, in the Barbaresco region. And then, from '72, step by step, when we had the, the chance of acquiring vineyards at a very reasonable price, uh, we have been able a couple of years ago to reach exa- exactly 75 hectares of vineyards exclusively in the appellation of Barolo and Barbaresco.
0: So I have a kind of a cheeky question for you. In a wine tasting, how would you recognize your Barolo when it, there are other Barolos? What are what are the signs that you know that, oh, that is my wine?
1: That's a tricky question. Thank you. Yes. Uh, it's uh, uh, I, We can easily recognize our Barolo because... Uh, uh, for all the pension that we make uh, when we ma- we put when we make it we clearly recognize the the nose the smell uh the character of our of our barolo of our nebbiolo in this case. because uh, it is a very delicate uh, kind of nebbiolo but very well supported by the great structure of uh, the grapes coming from the beautiful hills of barolo
0: so you, you think you can tell the difference yes
1: Yes, yes. After I am working full time at Pucces, you have to work full time since twenty-two years. So I I believe after twenty-two years, I believe I could say that I could recognize our wines among all the others.
0: And what is the most important market for you?
1: United States and Italy. We ship our wines in fifty countries all around the world, Uh, but the two most important are. US and and Italy. And then uh, we have, you know, a very nice uh, presence in the top and key market all around the world.
0: And what is the percentage of export versus
1: 75, 80, more or less percent of exports.
0: And so how did, how did that affect during the the pandemic? Has it affected, um, because of course, you know, you're a premium wine, you're, um, you of course, focused and I understand what I got, right? Sí. So how did that affect the whole market situation during mm-hmm. the
1: pandemic? The first part, uh, the first beginning was really a disaster. March, April, let's say, of last year was a disaster for everybody, but uh, in particular for a winery that uh, totally concentrated uh, its efforts in the last 50 years selling wines to restaurants. Right. So restaurant closed, big panic. Then uh, the people started to buy wines to to drink at home, and then uh, we recovered a little bit uh, in the second semester of the 2020. So we have uh, we have suffered a lot because we miss all our friends all around the world. I miss to <laughs> to meet you in in some airport all around the world, but also all the tasting and also the new French friendships that. Uh, we have been able to to get uh, with uh, with uh, with our troubles. It's really really a disaster.
0: Yeah, and it's it's very odd, right? When I, I just came into the winery, my intuitively I would just hug you, right? Yes, I could do it, yes. right? So what are you, what are the the my last question to you is what has the pandemic taught you?
1: Pandemic told us that unfortunately my uncle and Federica's dad is no longer with us due to this. Uh, virus and this is a uh, pandemic for me means this very this very important tragedy that our family has faced a uh, few weeks ago but the pandemic uh, also made a sort of a selection on our clients so we understood who is really not only a client but is a friend and we have been able to really select our friends all around the world that are contributing to the great name of Pi, this is very, very important for us really? because uh, I tell you uh, things that my uncle taught me many, many years ago. We have no written contract with anybody in the world, also with our number one client in the world, we don't have any con written this contract
0: is crazy, what are you saying?
1: We just shake and, shake our hands, and my words is equal to their words so it's a gentleman agreement that we total respect since ever, and the friends come in this kind of difficult moment, and we had a b- many good demonstration of this uh, attitude and that's why but
0: I know this was supposed to be my last question, but like I mean how does that work like in China, for example, this gentleman's agreement it's it's not that easy
1: we have we in China we have one importer since two thousand four. End of two thousand three, two thousand four. Sorry.
0: 2004.
1: Torres China. Uh, and uh, no, no, no written contract. We are doing. Uh, we, they are suffering the last couple of years, of course, but yeah. it's normal. But uh, still very loyal. They only have one Barolo in producer in their portfolio. We ship wines in China only to to Torres China, for example. Great.
0: Well, listen, Chaser. I really hope. I can see you at airports. I can't believe I'm Me too. Doing this. And I will ch- challenge you to a blind tasting okay. to recognize your own parola.
1: Uh, down deal. Grazie. <laughs>
0: ok, grazie.
1: Ciao, ciao, ciao grazie.
0: Alla prossima.
1: Alla prossima. Alla prossima.
0: Listen to the Italian wine podcast wherever you get your podcasts.